Hey, folks, we want to let you know that we're going to start reading um, emails from you, our listeners. And so if you want to email us and you want to tell us about what is uh, exciting you about this podcast, things you're learning, um, stories of your own life, that you're having conversations with people about masks, you can email us at TOTMPOD100. That's TOTMPOD100 at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing your emails and we look forward to reading them here uh, on the show. Thank you so much, folks. This is one quote he says about teaching. He says, a teacher who walks in the shadow of the temple among among his followers gives not his wisdom, but rather his faith and loveliness. Yeah. And I also think, you know, it speaks about like being a, being like members of the same community or like being, being equals in some ways. And for me being a TA before I was a teacher, like that really, that really showed me the importance um, of, of being able to like, you know, in this quote, to be, to be in the shadows, like with the students, you know what I mean? Like if I can walk out, if I can walk out of my classroom and walk up to a group of students, you know, that are having a conversation and like, I feel welcomed by them and they feel welcomed by me. Like that's what, that's what makes me feel like I'm doing my job. Like that's what makes me feel like, like I'm in the right place and that like I'm reaching my students. To the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. This is the youth host episode. So, Wenceslau, our youth host, is going to be talking, interviewing, connecting with Patrick Smith. Uh, Patrick Smith is a math teacher in Oakland, and even more exciting, he is a former teacher of Wenceslau. And I think that what you're going to hear in this conversation is not only a deep appreciation for um, Wenceslau for his former teacher, but you're going to hear an even more deep connection with this teacher seeing his student in a new light. When we as teachers meet students, they come to our class as a learner of a certain subject. And if we're not careful, we could think that in that exchange, we are the only ones teaching and they are the only ones who are expected to learn. But if we are wise, we'll recognize that our learning is mutual, that we get to learn from them and they get to learn from us. I heard an interview recently with KRS-One, Knowledge Reigns Supreme. And if you don't know who he is, go look him up. I'll let you do your own homework around KRS-One. But one of the things he said in this interview was the younger generation, when they begin to hear and listen to the older generation, they move faster among the younger generation. And when the older generation, when we listen to young people, we move faster among older people. Because the young people have knowledge that we don't have. And when we learn from them, we, among adults, among other peers, we move faster because we're well aware of what's happening in the world in a bigger picture. Sometimes adults, sometimes operate from the head up. And all we see is up here. So we don't see kids. We don't see young people. We don't see what's happening in our schools. We don't see what's happening in our communities. And if we're not careful, we could easily be operating like the world is like it was when we were young. Well, guess what? It's not. And it's not going back. There will be any, there will be no more Dewey Decimal systems. There will be no more microfiche. We are seeing libraries disappear as well. And so one of the things that these conversations that our young people get to have with adults is, can you see me? I see you. I see you're more than just a teacher. I see that you're more than just an adult. I see that there is more going on with you than maybe you let people see on the outside. And that's what the mask is all about. The front of the mask are the things that we gladly let the world see. The back of the mask are things that we don't usually let people see. Now, Wenceslau and Patrick are going to share their masks here publicly, but you can do yours anonymously. Millionmask.org. Go to the website, Million 
mask.org. Make a mask and maybe invite somebody in your in your life to make a mask as well. And don't forget that we have also created a game called Everforward Club The Adventure. This is the box here for those who can see, but it is an opportunity to build connection. You can get these on our website, everforwardclub.org. Go to Shop Ever Forward. Um, but what the game is, is an opportunity for people to come together and learn a little bit more about each other. You can play it with friends, with family, with colleagues, with students. Um, some of the questions are hard, some are easy, but you will hear Patrick and Wenceslao in this episode uh, playing the game. And so if you're wondering what it is, we encourage you to get one for yourself. Uh, and maybe as you go into the summer, you have some camping trips and some road trips planned. You can get a game, have it in the car, on the camping sites, whatever ways that you feel uh, building connection is an important element. We invite you to be a part of the adventure. You know, we're getting really close for our uh, 19th annual 24-hour relay 5K challenge. It's going to be in Memorial Day weekend. So stay tuned for more information about that, but begin being on the lookout for what's happening with the Million Mask movement. Um, as a movement, we're growing, and we're really excited as we reach into Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May 1st, well, May, the month of May, and we hope that uh, you will get involved too. So if you have any um, feedback for us, please like, subscribe, rate, review. And if you want to be a supporter of this podcast, you know, the way that we are able to continue doing this work is by supporters in our community. So you can go to the bottom of the show notes and there's a way to say support um, the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Um, we hope that you will, if nothing else, share this episode with somebody if you find this inspiring to you. And um, we look forward to being a part of the community that you're in with the work that we're building in the world. So thank you for listening. Please enjoy today's episode with Wenceslao and Patrick, and please listen to the wisdom of our youth. They're ready to tell us. They're ready to let us hear them. And I think it's such a new opportunity for the world to see. Welcome, everybody, to my third podcast episode. Um, me and Wenceslao Soto, I am uh, here with... Patrick Smith. Uh, I'm a 7th and 8th grade math teacher. I work at Park Day School in Oakland, California. Um, I also live in Oakland, California. And yeah, I know Wenceslau. Um, we go way back. Uh, I used to teach at San Francisco Friends School when he was there in middle school. So that's how we that's how we first met. And then we uh, reconnected through the club. For sure. Thank you for coming here and being on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um. So... Patrick, first, what we're going to be doing is uh, the mask. <laughs> um, for the people who don't know, the mask is where you draw the front part of the mask of this figure, uh, uh, this mask, and is what you usually uh, let people see, you know, what you show, what you feel comfortable showing. And then the back of the mask is what you don't usually let people see, what mm -hmm. you just hide inside of yourself. So, um, Patrick, let's take a few minutes and just draw the front and the back of the mask. All right, sounds good. You seem done. Are you done? Yeah, all done. All right. So, how how do you want to do it? Do you just want to both share the front, or do you want to do front back and then I'll do front back? Um. Hmm. It's up to you. It's your it's your podcast. So you're you're, you're technically you're technically in charge. You're the guest here. Uh, All right, let's do. I think I think I like it. Um, the last time when we were together, um, when we were in the we were in the workshop, I really liked doing the reading one at a time. So I think maybe let's do that. All right. Uh, do you want me to go first, or you want to go first? Um, why don't you start, and I'll follow your lead. All right. <laughs> For uh, the front of the mask, I wrote uh, "Loves to learn." Excited to be around with people and responsible. And uh, I wrote these because I love to learn many things. Um, um, as uh, the pre uh, previous uh, episodes, I mentioned that <coughs> uh, I love to learn many things. I'm a really, I, col uh, I collect information. It's like many things I love to learn, language, 
like history, math, I guess you could say. Um, and excited to be with people because I think that, I don't know, the presence of other people can just, I guess, I uh, feel comfortable with, you know, I'm not alone. You know, there's just many things to talk about with other people, not just about, I guess, what's going with me. And responsible because I am, I guess at this age, you just become more uh, mature and independent and have so much responsibility, which I wrote that. All right. Um, here's my front. I'll try and cover. cover it. It's not too fancy. Um, but so on the front side, um, I put. Uh, what I let people see is a smile. Um, when I'm, when I'm, whenever I'm like talking to someone or meeting someone new, um, or like on this podcast, um, I always try and, yeah, I always try and wear a smile, um, and just, yeah, try and try and get other people to, to smile along with me as well. Um, I also put calm, um, you know, as a teacher or just kind of like as a person, I always, I always just want to appear. I want to come off as like, as if I'm calm. Um, to, to provide people with like a safe space, especially students. And then I also put athletic. Um, I really like, I really like to, you know, let people know that I'm athletic, um, that I play sports, um, or just like talking about sports. And so I always, I'm always trying to, um, yeah, kind of like wear that on the outside that I'm, that I'm an athlete. You do seem like an athlete. You're a really tall person, you know. I'd assume you play like basketball or you know, football. Yeah, and I think that definitely that definitely plays a big part into, um, you know, when people see me, you know, they think about that. Like, like the oftentimes people connect height to like being good at basketball or being good at any sport, really. And so, like, I often want to like you know own up to it and be like, yeah, I do play basketball, or you know, yeah, for you know now I do play and I do coach basketball. Um, so it's definitely always been, it's definitely always been a thing that, uh, would be hard, would be hard to wear on the, would be hard to wear on the inside, just being so tall. <laughs> All right, let's go, uh, back, back of the mask, which, um, I wrote stress and overwhelmed because, you know, at this age, you just get so many stuff. I got, um, um, many things to, I guess, do many weeks and uh and i wrote feeling down when i'm alone because when i'm alone most of the time there's just i guess that quietness not just at home but like in my mind where i just i just sit there i guess in my bed and just think about I know things I'm doing wrong or things that I should fix. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And yeah, I just write that. And the other one is serious because <laughs> when I'm alone, I also get serious most of the time. Um, you know, because I feel that I want to show people that I'm happy. And when there's no one around, there's like no one to really show that you're happy. So I guess serious is the back of a mask, which. I'm actually am, I guess. You feel like the um like the being serious and the being a student, do you feel like those do you feel like those ones are like being a learner, you said do you feel like those ones kind of like connect a little bit? Yeah. Uh serious and excited to be with people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so for mine, um, for my back, pretty looked pretty similar to the front, except for it was a little bit less of a smile. Um, so I put, uh, insecure, um, I've always been really insecure, you know, while I, while I've, I love being tall and, you know, like I said, I wear that, I, I always wear that on the outside, but I've always been being, being insecure about my weight. Um, and when I was growing up, like I was oftentimes bullied, um, for being like, for being a bigger kid and, you know, I was called fat and like in middle school, especially, um, it was really, it was really difficult for me. And so I think I've always kind of like had that insecurity, um, especially about, yeah, like my, about my body. Um, and I mean, definitely in other, in other areas as well. And it's something, you know, if I am insecure about something, it's something that I do try and, you know, not let other people know about right away. Um, in many, in many cases. Um, the second one I put was, 
I put judgmental. Um, I put this one because, you know, sometimes I have, you know, like, like anyone, like, you know, when you're alone or, um, you know, when you're around people, you, you kind of act differently. And so I think the way that I was kind of thinking about this one is like, just kind of the, you know, the way that I, the way that I think about others, um, you know, the way that I can sort of look at someone and, you know, try and, um, try and figure out everything about them in a short period of time, or, you know, meet a new student or meet a new colleague and try and figure everything about them. And sometimes I can just find myself just being really judgmental when I find something about them that I don't like, or something that I disagree about. And, um, it's something that I try and, that I try and keep inside. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, something that I, something that I like to, uh, keep behind the mask. Um, and for the third one, I put need, I put need help. Um, and in my life, like I've always, I've always had a hard time asking for help. Um, really no matter, really no matter what it is, like school, um, you know, needing help with sports, like needing help from a coach, um, you know, and then in, a, in adulthood, like, yeah, needing help with my job and, you know, needing help with, with my relationships with other adults and needing help with, um, yeah, I think, you know, needing help with what to, what to do with some of those really big thoughts that, that come up when, um, when I'm all alone and kind of how to, how to work through and how to, how to deal with some of those. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Of course. Um, <clears throat> so the next activity we're going to do is, um, card game, which we're going to do a few. Um, would you like me to start or do you want to start with the card game? Um, I think I think I asked you to start last time, so I'll start. I'll start this time. Okay. So I got three, four, five, six. I have uh, six cards face down in front of me. Pick a number from one to six. Let me go with. Let me go with four. Four. Um. Tell us about a time when someone betrayed your trust. Ooh, <clears throat> trust. Yeah, trust. Um, trust is a really, trust is a really big, big thing for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've got one. Um, when I was in college, um, I had a really, I had a really close friend, um, whose name was, whose name was Levi. And he was from Colorado. I was from Chicago area, so we were super, super different. And um, we became really close friends, though, um, really quickly when when we were at school together at Butler University in Indianapolis. And um, we were uh, really similar. Like we both like to play basketball. Um, we both love sports, and you know, this has kind of been a theme. Um, and you know, there was this one time where. <clears throat> um, there was this girl that I really liked um, in college. And, you know, I told I told my friends, you know, that I really liked this girl. And, um, you know, I also I also told them that I didn't that I didn't want them. I didn't want them to tell anyone because I was, you know, I was kind of like waiting, waiting for the right moment. And man, that my friend Levi, um, I don't even know if he really I don't even know if he really meant meant to do it or like meant anything by it. but. He told one of her friends, um, and then, you know, her friends, one of her friends, of course, told her, and, you know, it, it kind of, like, the way that it came up, the way that it came up was, we both sort of talked, and we were, we, the girl that I, the girl that I was interested in, we were also close friends, and so we kind of talked, and she told me that she wanted to remain friends, um, that she wasn't really interested in anything more than that, and so I got really, really mad at Levi for, for betraying my trust. Um, and you know, it, it was, yeah, it led to it led to a big argument between us. And, you know, I think as now that I'm, now that I'm older, I'm 30 now, you know, I was, I was probably 19 or 20 at the time. Like what I, what I was really, what I was really upset about, um, was not, was not that my friend, you know, had told, had told this thing that I didn't want to tell. I was, I think I was just upset that I was rejected by this girl. And, you know, instead of dealing with that, I chose to, go and go and you know make this issue with my friend and uh of course we've we've since apologized and 
um, you know, I've, I've learned from it, but yeah. And, you know, in the, in the moment it can be, it can be hard. Yeah. It can be hard to just, to just like fess up to the thing it is that you're actually upset about and it can be easy sometimes to choose something else to, you know, be, be mad about or, you know, be sad about. So sorry, Levi. <laughs> trust is really, I guess trust is a really big word, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Trust can impact one for the good or for the bad mm-hmm. and can really affect you in many ways yeah trust yeah. trust is like is like a big it's a huge role play in our lives mm-hmm. yeah and i think different different people like have different um you know different different ways that they that they sort of define trust um especially especially in their relationships and you know so, yeah sometimes you know, yeah, sometimes you tell someone and you think you can trust them or, you know, you, yeah, you share something with someone and you think you can, you think you can trust them to, you know, keep that between you and, and you can't. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a learning experience. Do you feel that you have many people that you, you trust in your life? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I, you know, when I was in college, um, I really was more like focused on my, on my friends, um, than I, than I was with, yeah, you know, like my teachers or like really my family, because um, I was living away from home at the time. And um, so I did I did really trust my friends. Um, and so I think that was a part of a part of why I was was so hard is because I really only had that um, that circle of friends that I that I really trusted. But as an adult, um, you know what what I think I think trust for me and, and how I feel like I have a lot of, tr- you know, a lot of people that I trust is like I have so many different I have so many different people or different types of people that I trust. Um, you know, it can be people that I work with um, at school, you know, my colleagues, um, you know, and even for my colleagues, it could be like a teacher or it could be one of my administrators. And then, you know, I have um, people in my family who I can trust. And, you know, I think you realize yeah, people, yeah, people in my family and, you know, then I have my friends outside of work and, um, you know, my childhood friends. And I think, what you another thing that you kind of realize as you get older is that you know you trust you trust people with different things um and you 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 choose you choose who you want to trust with you know in this case like your most personal information um and i think that probably the biggest um the biggest person you know who who i have the most trust in that's that's you know really helped really helped me to build these trusting relationships um is my fiance Haley, um who's also a teacher and um, yeah, I mean, we tell each other, we tell each other everything. And, um, that's, it's always, it's always good to have a person in your life that you can, that you can just like tell, tell anything to. Do you think it's like harder to let out your information <coughs> as a student or as an adult, like a younger? You know, <clears throat> I think I have a, I think I have a really, I have a, I have a biased, have a biased viewpoint um, as a teacher, uh, because I do, I do have so many, I do have so many more, like relationships with younger people, and you know there are some times where, as an adult and as someone who works with a lot of young people, like, I can't, I can't trust, you know, I can't, I can't trust students with with certain information, um, and I think that, you know, that's. That's kind of, but that's kind of my responsibility as an adult. Um, whereas I feel like when you're a student, um, and when you're, or when you're a younger person, like, you know, you're you're still you're still figuring out who you can trust, um, and you're still figuring out sort of like, you know, this idea this idea of trust, and you know the. I I believe this I believe this about learning anything, um, but you know. Sp- specifically with trust like one of the only ways to really learn about trust is not until after like someone has broken your trust and you and you sort of are in that moment where you where you realize or 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 you've broken someone's trust um and and that can be you know that can be just as difficult to deal with like breaking someone else's trust as as someone breaking your trust and yeah figuring out how to um how to acknowledge that you've broken someone's trust how to like take accountability for it and how to like fix it like that having that experience is something that 
um, you know, yeah, as an adult, like as an older person, I've, I've just had to deal with it so much more. And, you know, it's, it's a really, really important learning experience. Um, but sometimes, yeah, but sometimes you can't, sometimes you can't have the learning experience without, you know, going through the, the broken trust part, which is, which is, which is really difficult. So I think for that, you know, for that reason, like it's harder, it's harder for young people, um, to, to have to, to have to figure out their own, you know, value system of trust. Yeah. So, um, I'll be going next, which my card is. <coughs> Describe a time when you felt like you were in a difficult situation with a friend. Um, probably with my best friend about trust, trusting mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where, you know, me and my best friend, he I, he knows a lot more about me than I know about him. I always tell him things about, you know, myself. And he often, you know, as well as sometimes says things about him. Um, but <clears throat> I really trust him until in some point where he told um, something, I guess, uh, uh, to someone else about me, which I guess I got a bit upset because I really trusted him with what I told him, and <coughs> probably um, just I guess forgiving is also kind of hard as well, you know. You, you know, want to forgive him, and I, d- I did. We're still close. We're still, you know, talking. Um, but I just think that when you think to, uh, to forgive someone, you really think about if I don't forgive him, then uh, who else? Is there for me? I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Now, who else is gonna do what he did, or what they did? Mm-hmm. And I guess <clears throat> that was like a difficult situation for me. Oh, yeah. You want? Um, you want to? Do yeah. Sure. sure. Definitely. I was just gonna say, like, yeah, I'm. I'm. It sounds like sounds like you and your you and your friend like have found have found a way have found a way to sort of like talk about it and acknowledge what happened but but yeah that's um that's tough i'm i'm sorry to hear that pick a number from one to six all right so i did four last time because when i played basketball my number was 44 um this time i'm gonna do six because when i played football my number was 76 what is a lesson that you've learned from a challenging negative relationship? Really good. That's a really good question. Um, yeah, I've got one. Uh, when I was um, first first getting into first getting into teaching. Um, you know, I was, a I was a TA, um, uh, which means that, well, I, it means different things at different schools, but at the school that I was at, um, it meant that I, uh, worked with one grade. So I worked with eighth grade. Um, you know, I would, uh, be in different teachers' classrooms throughout the day, um, observing. And then towards the end of my first year, I was doing more, um, like learning about learning about teaching and then that's kind of when i figured out that you know i wanted to do more teaching and i wanted to become a teacher myself and so i had um you know this new group of students um who i had never who i had never met before and um when i first came in as a ta i had already been working at the school for a couple of years as just like a coach 
Um, and so some of the students at the school, they knew me as a coach. Um, and I knew some of them, you know, I coached boys basketball. So I knew whatever, a handful, maybe 10 or 15 boys um, that were in that were in eighth grade. And um, so, yeah, since we were close, you know, I would I would talk to them a lot. And um, obviously during basketball season, you know, I was I was with them a lot. And there was there was a point early on in the first semester where um, there was another like uh, older, you know, teacher that had been there more well-established. Sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say older, um, more well-established teacher um, who had been there for a long time. And, you know, they didn't, it was, it wasn't anything like explicit that they, that they did, but we would have meetings and I would be allowed to be in the meetings and I would always have something to say or some opinion. And, you know, I felt like they were really dismissive of me. And there was <clears throat> a couple of times where they made a comment about like me being a jock or, you know, about, you know, about me, um, you know, what I came to realize is like sort of referencing that, you know, I was a coach and I had this relationship with the kids and that she was kind of just still seeing me as, as just a coach. And, you know, it was my first year. And so it was really hard for me to, really hard for me to deal with that. And, you know, I didn't really know how to change, how to change how else someone, how someone else viewed me. Um, but I felt like there were some times where, yeah, it either just really, it either really made me upset or, you know, I, I really, I really wished that I could do something, I could do something to change it. And, you know, what ended up happening was one of the older, one of the older teachers, um, who was my mentor, who's also a male teacher. And, you know, we would meet and, you know, one day he just pulled me aside and he was like, as a, at a point when you, when you become a teacher and when you work with kids, like, at a point like you have to you have to sort of make this you have to you have to make this line between between being a friend um and being like a teacher or being you know a mentor or, or an adult and you know he said he 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 he, 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 he flat out said to me he was like you know i see the way that you know like when you come around the hallways like and and you know he was understanding of the situation as well like I know that you've known, you know, these, these kids for a long, you know, for a long time, you've known them for a couple of years because of basketball, but like, you know, you really have to be careful about the way that you treat them and act about act around them because it's different than the way that you treat like all of the other, all of the other students. And, you know, that makes the other students feel a certain way. And that's why, you know, this, this teacher who you feel like you have this contentious relationship, you know, not the only reason, but that's a big, you know, that's a big reason of why they're, of why they're treating you that way. And, you know, I think for me, it was like, it, yeah, it was just a really good moment to, to stop and kind of like, look, like look myself in the mirror a little bit and, you know, like a good check of my self-awareness. And um, yeah, it was, it was really, you know, a lesson that I kind of carry with me to this day as, as a teacher, because as it like, for me, one of the most important things that I try to do is like build relationships with students, um, especially with math, because, um, well, math, math for some people like me, like it comes to me, it comes to me naturally. And, and, you know, I can progress through a difficult problem, um, and, and sometimes get frustrated by it, by most of the times, like I'll be able to work through it. But, you know, a lot of times for other students, like it doesn't come, it doesn't come as naturally. And, it can be it can be really frustrating, and so I always want to make sure that I am just aware of that, and you know, that I'm that I'm really literally welcoming, and that I'm really allowing people to um, take as much time as they as they need. Um, and so I, yeah, I have sense. You know, I definitely don't feel. You know, by the end of that school year, the, the teacher definitely saw me um, as more than a coach, um, and was really really thankful for. You know me as a TA and and I was really thankful for them you know sort of sort of challenging me and and in some ways like holding me to a holding me to a higher standard I was I was really um appreciative of that thank you back to you yeah many people can see us as they how they first <clears throat> saw us mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. if you know, they first saw you as a coach and they will see you as a coach. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel that's what most people, you know, think about you in general and like emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I see you as happy and, you know, I never thought you needed some help, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I guess the misconception of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first impressions yeah. are super, um, super important. So I will be doing uh, the last one. It says, okay. "How have you dealt with a broken heart?" Ooh. <laughs> um. Question. <clears throat> so I have been, I guess, broken before, but I didn't. I didn't really take them. Like it didn't really hurt. I guess until like. Like the most recent one, which hasn't, which was like last, like a few years ago, you know, um, which I think that one hurt the most. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just, when they first told me, like, you know, it, what, between us, you know, it isn't working out, I feel that, you know, which is, take some time mm-hmm. now i started to ask myself you know what did i do wrong mm-hmm. what or why did i deserve this and i guess your mind is just like constantly think about you know negative thoughts like you you should have been there more you should have held more you should have you know talked to them more but <coughs> i just like, I, I was still broken, um, but as time moved on, I just, I guess I started to uh, forget about that person, just started to focus on myself. You know, I, you know, still wish them the best, you know. Um, but I guess for me to deal with a broken heart, I just focus on myself. I just, you know, it, it hurts. You know, it's like a, it's like, you know, if I if I get hit, you know, it hurts in that moment, but then it just goes away, I guess. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also so sounds like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I was just gonna say it also. It also sounds like. You know, after after that after that happened, like after you after you guys had that conversation, like, it seems like. You know, you were you were thinking about the things that you could have done or, or would have done or should have done. Um, but to me, it sounds like, you know, going through that going through that thought process and thinking thinking about like what you could have what you could have done or should or whatever. Like, you know, although eventually you put it aside. Like, I wonder if you, would you say that like during that time did, did you do you feel like you learned um, you know learned about yourself? Yeah, I just. You know, I just decided to, or I just learned from my mistakes, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. and to do better with, I guess, the next person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because it is like, no, because it is focusing, it is focusing on yourself, like you said, but it's also focusing on, you know, like your relationships, which is how, which is how you treat other people, which is how, which is how it involves, it involves other people. Um, and so that's always... Yeah, like that's always, you know, when I think about <laughs> when sometimes teachers are, you know, we talk about like self-care, you know, and like, like it's really important to take care of yourself. And like, for me, sometimes when I think about self-care, like it's really important for me to take care of myself so that I like have energy for others. You know what I mean? And like as a teacher, like so much of so much of my job is having energy for for other people. And as as a student or as really any profession, like you have to have energy for other people. And so. I love like yeah thinking about thinking about like focusing on yourself really as like as like a type of self-care yeah uh so i have this book called the prophet which i bring up most episodes you know it's this prophet who gets asked many things and this one he's someone asked him to talk about pain who's the who's the author of the book uh khalil Gibran, I think that's I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, nice. 
Nice. As many things like cheat, uh, teaching, uh, passion, freedom, work, giving, pain, talking, mm-hmm. and I like this one, which is says your pain is a breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. Even as the stone of of the fruit must break, and it in its heart may stand in the sun, so it mu- so must you know pain. And could you keep your heart in wonder at the daily miracles of your life? Your pain would not seem less uh, wondrous than your joy. And you would you would accept the seasons of your heart, even as you would always accept the seasons that pass over your fields. And you watch, and you would watch with sen- uh, serenity through the winters of your grief, which. No, it's really talk about this shell <clears throat> that the pain breaks the shell, mm-hmm. and you must understand why. For me, is you must understand why that, how, or why and how this thing is breaking your shell, your pain, you know. And that's how I was, I guess, after the breakup, you know, why, you know, am I in so much grief? I've had, you know, breakups before that, and I didn't take it seriously until that one did, you know, that one hit me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, so um, I got some questions for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I love that question. I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, um. I'm gonna have to read that book. Also, and I got, when we finish, I got I got one to share with you that I think that I think you might like. Hmm. I'm open for it. Yeah. It's, yeah. You said uh, like you were a teacher, and you're a teacher. Mm-hmm. And how has your perspective changed from being a student to a teacher helping with younger people or with mental health or you know the mask as well? Yeah, I think. Um, I think my perspective has really changed so much. <laughs> well, mainly like thinking thinking about myself first, like I was um especially in middle school, I was not I was not a very nice um student. I was good. I was a pretty good student, like I was good at school um and like I would do well on tests and you know, I would mostly get my homework done and stuff like that, but um but I was not I was not a yeah, I was not a very um, yeah, I was not a very nice student. Like I wasn't, I wasn't nice to my teachers and, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't give them the amount of respect that they deserved. Um, you know, and then also to my classmates and like, even to my friends, like we just weren't very, we weren't very nice to each other and the way that we spoke to each other and the, the you know, the things that we thought were funny, like were really more like bullying type of stuff. And, you know, let, that's kind of where I get back into what I, what I started this conversation with was like, or, you know, at the beginning, we we're talking about it's like being insecure, like, that was where a lot of my own insecurities were coming up um, about the way that I looked. And, you know, instead of thinking and instead of figuring out how to deal with my own insecurity, like what I did was or what kind of all what we all did was like try and make each other feel insecure, um, you know, try and try and find something that I could bully someone else about. Um, or, you know, just like, yeah, just like being annoying or or, or being you know, being disrespectful to teachers or acting out because it, it got me attention and I wanted attention. But, you know, then I didn't realize until I was older that, you know, that that attention that I was getting was really like was really negative attention. Um, so I really I really, really try and remember and and just like bring that understanding of. Um, yeah, you know, myself at, 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 at middle school, like when I was when I was there, like I thought I thought it was. I thought it was valid or okay to be, you know, to be not nice. And I thought that like, you know, that, you know, these, these harm, these things that I thought were like harmless pranks, um, like they weren't, they weren't really, they weren't really that. And, you know, so I always try and, I always try and like be forgiving um, of my students and realize that like <laughs> kids make a lot of mistakes, you know, at any age and even like up until adulthood, like we, we all, we all make a lot of mistakes. And so, you know, what's, what's changed for me is like, is that I, yeah, I just understand how much, like 
how much you can be going through at that age and how you really don't understand how to deal with it. And, you know, a really smart psychologist who name is escaping me, you know, like kind of, kind of said that, you know, every, every student's like negative behavior, like is a reaction to something. It's a reaction to some need that's not being met. Um, and I think it was, I think the, the guy's name was Laszlo, his last name. And, you know, I really, really try and think about that. Like, you know, especially when a student is acting out or not doing their homework or, you know, when they have some sort of like concerning behavior and I'm trying to understand what's going on with them. Like I really do try and come from a place of understanding and a place of concern and like a place of love of like, I really care about you as a student. And like, it really hurts me or it really, you know, um, it really, you know, what the, the behavior that I'm seeing you do, you know, it makes me, it makes me want better for you. Um, and I really, really, yeah, just try and try and lead with that and, you know, try and try and remind students, you know, that I was once that I was once in middle school and, you know, that, you know, and then again, that even as an adult, you really have to learn how to um, how to get help from other people in order to in order to work through these these tough things that you that we all that we all end up dealing with, like whatever, whatever it is that's going on that's leading to a student acting out is 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 something that you know, in some ways other people have gone through before. And I really think that asking for help is, um, is the best, is the best course of action. How do you see uh, your students deal with this? Like, or deal with their problems, deal with, you know, probably stress of school, the uh, mm-hmm. drama, I guess you'd say. How do you uh, see them how do you see those uh, problems affect them and like what ways do you help what would you help mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of first of all to, like to answer the first question of how you know how my students deal with deal with this stuff is like a lot of a lot of different ways um, and I think like a lot of you know a lot of students and the majority of students do have healthy ways um, of dealing with stress or dealing with, you know, difficult emotions. I would say that the probably the most popular, the most popular thing is is what you said is like maybe a little bit less of the of the focusing on yourself part and a little bit more of like the, you know, finding an escape um, or or you know, I think distraction is a is a little bit of a loaded word, um, but you know like for a lot of middle schoolers or people like going out and hanging with your friends is, and, you know, just talking with your friends is an, is an escape. Um, or, you know, going out onto the recess, you know, space and playing basketball or, you know, um, you know, playing, playing games on your computer or, um, you know, going, going onto your phone. Like, I think, I think that's an escape, um, for a lot of people. And, you know, I think that it's really good. It's really, really good to have an escape, um, and I think some escapes are are healthier than others. And I like for me, as an athlete, like I think I think that physical activity is one of the best escapes um, that that you can have. And when I'm when I'm riding my bike or you know exercising or playing basketball, like I really I really am able to escape. And so I try and um, I wouldn't say push, but like I try and ask my students like about what they do outside of school or like what they do when, you know, if there are students in my advisory, I'll, I'll be a little bit deeper and, you know, I'll ask them like, what do you, you know, what do you guys do when, when you're stressed out? And, you know, a lot of them will say, a lot of them will say sports um, or video games um, or something like that. And, you know, I think the way that that stress shows up for my students, it's really different for different kids um, because some students uh, take it more inwardly um, and are more quiet um, or more reserved um, especially when they're going through a stressful moment or dealing with a difficult situation. Um, and then some students are more, yeah, are more outward and more loud. And, you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's rare for, it's rare for a student, you know, to be acting out or a student to be missing their homework or, or whatever it is. It's rare for them to be able to make that connection of like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this thing because, you know, I'm, I'm not doing my homework because I'm dealing with a difficult relationship or, you know, I'm not doing my homework because I just had a breakup. 
um, I think that I think that that's the part where where I try and come in or where, you know, having someone else to talk to, um, you know, that's that's maybe not even, you know, not even your teacher, you know, like a like a counselor type of person. Because um, and I think parents, you know, parents are are amazing people to talk to. Um, and, you know, I think when you're in middle school, especially um, at least I I sort of got away from like wanting to ask my parents for for certain types of help. And, um, you know, there were certain questions that I that I didn't want to ask them. And so I think, you know, it's just yeah, it's good to have. It's good to have as many like as many mentors or as many like um, people who you trust that you can that you can talk to this stuff about. Like I I I really I really emphasize I really emphasize like trying to get when you are going through something like trying to get as many different perspectives on it. And obviously things some things are more personal than others. And I'm not I'm not saying you should when you have when you're dealing with something, you should go around and, you know, tell tell everyone about it. But I really think like having having different perspectives um, is is really, really important. And like I'm a huge, huge advocate of um, like getting a counselor or a therapist um, or someone that can like, you know, talk to you and it's their and it's their you know, it's their job. It's their job to give you advice and it's their job to give you help and it's their job to not tell anyone like that's literally their job. Um, So you can you know, you can find someone um, that you have a good relationship and you can like build that, build that trust with them. And then, yeah, it's just another, it's another space that you have to get advice or to just vent. Um, yeah. I've, I've really, really felt like I've grown so much um, since, since getting a therapist like two or three years ago. Yeah. I feel that <clears throat> for me, um, having a good relationship with teachers is important in order to, uh, for you to uh, not succeed, but do well in school, you know? Mm-hmm. At high school right now, I don't feel that I really have a good connection with them, except for one teacher who he really engages with his students a lot and uh, really makes uh, the class fun, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. No, he tries, he uh, teaches a lot of important or or things that he, from his opinions, mm-hmm. which he doesn't really try us. He tries, he doesn't try it. He doesn't try to manipulate us into believing yeah. those opinions. Yeah. But he just like lets out of his thoughts on certain things. And I feel that just hearing the teacher's opinions mm-hmm. can really, I guess, you know, learn a lot about them. And <clears throat> I feel that uh, students should have a good connection with teachers in order to do well and to have somebody to ask, like, um, I don't know, I just, I need help with this assignment. Or, you know, I just have this tiny problem right now with this person. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a really important thing in school. Not just being in class and just giving them assignments, but engaging with them a lot. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like when you're saying, you know, when you're talking about this teacher, like, you know, I do I do think that some teachers forget how much that means to students. Um, and, you know, I do think that, also, as a teacher, sometimes, you know, if there are if there are one or two students, you know, when you when you share your opinion about something or, you know, when you um, yeah talk about a current event and, you know, tell students about it. Like, I think there are there are sometimes one or two students who um, who don't really want to hear that or aren't interested to hear that. And, you know, I think as, as a teacher, sometimes we can we can weigh those those one or two students, you know, more heavily than than the ones that are getting a lot out of it. Um, and, and it's a good, yeah, that's a really, it's a really good reminder to just think about, you know, how just talking about, you know, talking about ourselves and talking about what we think about, like that can really, that can really be important to, to students. And, you know, for me, that's always what, what like is the first building block of building a relationship with someone. And then, you know, I can start asking you questions about yourself when we, when we talk and that's, um, 
yeah, yeah. And then and then when when I always I, I tell kids this all the time, then then when like you didn't do your homework or like, you know, you had a really tough quiz or when you're like really stuck on something, then like when you come and ask me, it's really easy for us to talk about like that difficult thing because we have this relationship that we've created. You know, when you're dealing with something, when you're especially in math, like when you're dealing with a math problem or with a math project, like when if you know when you not i mean for me too in in some ways like if it's the first time that we've talked outside of class you know and and we're trying to figure out this project or maybe like you just got back a quiz where you didn't have a a grade that you expected on it like it's it's just so much easier to have that conversation if we have a relationship and and if we and if we've you know if we know a little bit about each other and so you know i always try and make sure kids know that that's why I'm interested in, yeah, I'm really interested in what's going on with you guys. Like I, I don't, I'm not lying when I say that, like I, I really, really mean it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that, that you, that you appreciate that, um, from your, from your teachers. Yeah. Um, there's one quote about, uh, what he says about teaching says a teacher who walks in the shadow of the temple among among his followers gives not his wisdom but rather his faith and loveliness mm-hmm. which is really you know talking about teacher giving you know their engagement their mm-hmm. connections with them yeah and i also think you know it speaks about like being a being like members of the same community or like being being equals in some ways and for me being a TA before I was a teacher like that really that really showed me the importance um of of being able to like you know in this quote to be to be in the shadows like with the students you know what I mean like if I can walk out if I can walk out of my classroom and walk up to a group of students you know that are having a conversation and like I feel welcomed by them and they feel welcomed by me like that's what, that's what makes me feel like I'm doing my job. Like, that's what makes me feel like, like I'm in the right place and that like, I'm reaching my students. Um, but yeah, I love that quote. <coughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to mention or ask or say? I would just like to say to you, Wenceslau, that, um, I so, so appreciate you asking me to be on this um, podcast and it's amazing to see how much you've grown uh, since our short time together um, at friend school. And like, I'm so proud, like, I'm so proud of you Um, the way that you've, it's clear that you've really, really like grown um, as a human being. And like, I'm, I'm a little sad that we didn't have these many conversations when, when I was at friends but I'm really excited that we have like ever forward club to kind of like keep us connected um, in the future. And that like, we had this sort of reconnection to just keep us, to keep us, to keep us connected, like outside of the club as well in the future. And I wish you all the best with high school. Like you're, you're going to be an amazing, like don't get ahead of yourself. um, But you're going to be an amazing, amazing college student. Um, at whatever university is like happy enough, happy enough to have you. And like, when I hear you talking about, about school after school, like it just makes me so excited for you. And um, yeah, just keep, just keep doing everything that you're doing um, and keep me in the loop. I really, really um, have appreciated uh, the opportunity to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Or thank you for being here. You're welcome. (laughs) Amazing to just hear you and see you again i guess it's been a while and just catch up so much about you and your and hearing the side or hearing the perspective of a teacher as well it's just pleasure thank you um thank you audience for tuning in patrick is there anything you want to say to like teachers or students about you know connections with them with each other um I would say, yeah, just keep keep staying open to one another, you know, from both sides, from the teacher and the student. Um, you never know. You never know when um, a teacher or student is going to pop back up into your life. 
and you know i think it can really it can really lead to some just some great opportunities and um yeah just just ever forward club forever forever Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care. We'll see you soon.